Hey, we're here. Hello, hello, hello. How is how are you, Mr. Jerry? Ah, Mochi is with us. Mochi. Every time I say that name, it makes me want to like cross my legs and like go into medita- a meditative state. <laughs> Why is that? I don't you know. associate this with what? Chi. Gotcha. One of those big long board games we play that uh, chi is a very important part of. So you, you get to use chi to supplement your health. Makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of mochi, I'm going to have to get a hold of her this week and figure out how to do what she does. And that's be there when we go live because I certainly have not been able to do it. <laughs> what we discussed didn't work. Oh, well, there you go. You don't know till you know. That's right. So, we don't know. Jerry. Yes. Guess what? What is that? We are drinking wine again today. That we are. Would you like to know why? But well, obviously you know why. Would you like to tell everybody why? Uh, I think I had the honor last time. You oh. Please inform everyone this time. Well, it's very simple. We have went over 300 downloads. And we've done that uh, with the help of a lot of good people. So very happy. Let's do some cheering because cheering is great. And uh, we're having wine again tonight. Now, we may be a bit premature with our wine. And and here's why. I just thought about it. Okay. We could have waited a week. And then next week would have been our 10th episode. And we could have celebrated our 10th episode. You're right. So maybe we just correct that by have wine tomorrow, next week, too. Sounds good to me. <laughs> as on one condition. Um, the first time that we had it, as well as this time, when we've already both had a sip and discovered that we loved it. And both bottles, although totally different brands, different yeah. everything, do have one thing in common. Both bottles of wine say sweet red on them. Oh, absolutely. I think we've determined <laughs> the, the, the way to figure out uh, what an excellent wine is. It needs to say sweet red. Robin, just thought you'd want to know. <laughs> and it has to be chilled. Absolutely. Like as cold as we can get it. Absolutely. And the then, only we way can, to drink it. then we can be winies. Winies. Winos. Winers. Either one. Connoisseurs of <laughs> the beverage made of grape. <laughs> glasses of this and we won't really care what you call us. Right. Right. Absolutely. So how was your week? Ah, week was really good. I, uh, we was talking a little bit before we went on the air. I bought a new motorcycle. I sold my silver one. We got that done. We talked about that a little last week. I bought a new one. I bought it in Ohio and brought it here. And I have yet to be able to ride it because I can't get it titled yet. We're going through some issues. Kentucky has some of the most stringent, uh, frustratingly so, uh, titling and, and issues that we use, and it's just taking forever. And it actually reminds me of a sign that I kept on my desk for many years. I don't know if you recall it. The sign said, it doesn't have to make sense. It's company policy. Right. And that seems to be the issue with several of these rules. And I had a problem when I first moved to the state of Kentucky uh, to transfer my car here. And uh, same sort of deal as yours. Everyone realized and recognized that it wasn't our fault, that there was really nothing we could do about it. 
and they didn't care. That was the rule, and that's the way it was going to be. So I had to learn to, to deal with it one way or another. So also, uh, last week you had mentioned uh, Mike, who is traveling, stealing planes and traveling all over the world to yes. promote uh, Newsworthy for Thank us. Thank you, Mike. We uh, appreciate you for that. Get to have dinner with him tomorrow night. Pretty awesome. stoked about that. Tell him I said that. I will. I also tell him that you appreciate him going through and, and risking, you know, uh, you know international law yes. and, you know. So. I've actually got a story that I'm going to do that reminded me of that. I'll go into that later on when we get to it. Sweet. Sweet. How was your week? It was very good. It was very good. Can't complain. Survived another week. And uh, I'm sitting here drinking another bottle of Sweet Red, so I certainly <laughs> cannot complain. Now, wait. Your birthday's coming up soon. Very right? soon. Yeah. yeah. See, you didn't think I'd remember. I remember. Not far away. You'll be, what, 67, 68? You should know exactly <laughs> how old I am. Ten years older than you, and that's how you remember. Oh, so you're going you're to be thirty-seven. My exactly. bad. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> now you and I had it easy to remember our birthdays. Yours was on the same day as my mother's. Yeah. Mine is exactly one month later than both yours and what hers was before she passed away. Yeah. So fun, fun, fun. We got a uh, next week. We got a great guest coming in. I think that's going to be exciting. Uh, Clay Davis will be joining us. I, I'm pretty sure we have to confirm that and lay down the and just make sure that that's all going to work. But uh, I'm looking forward to the topic. I think it's very interesting. Uh, really look forward to the topic. I've never met him. I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh, but I really do look forward to covering the topic. And you know, in our topic that we're covering next week, which is surveillance, who's watching the watchers? Uh, uh, he is about the most informed person, especially locally, that I could think of. Um, yep. He has a whole organization just trying to get transparency from the government about what's going on there. And, of course, that's going to uh, – Double Infinity just joined us. Um, Hello, Double Infinity. Uh, and he's working really hard to get that, and that's going to lead into other topics probably with the police and – one of my favorite things that I know me and you go round and round on and because I'm right and you're wrong and you just can't understand why, which would probably be, you know, unmarked cars and confiscation of property. And we just, it, it'll be a good show. I feel like it's going to be a fun show. So we don't go round and round on it. You tell me why you disagree with both. I inform you of a couple of laws, and you're like, "Oh yeah, you're right." And then we I, those two words later. <laughs> those two words have never exited my mouth. You're right. It, they they just did right then, but not to you. Right then, <laughs> not to Look you. Look at me. You have, said the words. You, you, have, just, you have no proof. It's not like we're recording a live show right now <laughs> with uh, witnesses. Well, there's no witnesses. Um, oh, I can't reach you. We're refilling our wine glasses because we're chugging this stuff. It's good. Oh, by the way, it is, I guess we should say what it is since we're on air with it. It's Oliver Winery and Vineyards Soft Wine Collection Sweet Red. And we are not paid people for this company. We certainly would be. Yeah. They certainly deserve it. But we're just telling you it's a really good wine. 
It's also very, very cheap. It's less than $10 a bottle. So Even better. I like that. Yeah. Uh, this show, however, very exciting stuff. It's the first show of the month. Um, and so it's our first of our new format. Uh, this is going to be our rapid fire. Uh, it's our first episode rapid fire. Uh, basically, we're going to set a timer. And from the minute we read the... Uh, the topic or whatever, we're going to go back and forth. It's kind of how this is going to work. Jerry's going to read a topic. We're going to set the timer. we got two minutes to talk about it. Hey, Apostle Evans, glad you're here. Um, uh, hope you enjoy the show. Uh, we're going to set the time. We're going to set the topic, set the timer. We have two minutes to go back and forth about the topic, and then boom, right to the next topic. So first, uh, first time. We've ever done this. Pretty stoked by it. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, also, uh, we are still looking for shameless plug here. We are still looking for your ghost stories, your cool recipes. Yes, we are. Your anything interesting you want to, us to talk about on air, send them to our email. Our email is what, Jerry? Uh, newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. Yeah, all one word, and it's really easy. If we if we get a bunch and we like yours, we'll we'll definitely we're going to read them all online. I think um, if we really like it, we're going to bring you on on the show with us. Why not? And sure. you could tell us all about it. So that'll be fun. Uh, we're we're stoked by that. Uh, also, if you like the show, please whatever you're listening to us on Podbean, uh, Spotify. Uh, Amazon Music, iHeart, Player Radio. FM, yeah, any what, of those. Anything that you're listening to us on, like us. Uh, when I used to listen to podcasts, Jerry, I know you have never listened to podcasts. No. Um, uh, I, they, I would always say like us and, and comment because it really helps us. And I never understood why or how, and now I do, totally. All that does is move us up closer to the top of the list. Uh, so when someone types in something that may news. be interested, news or whatever uh, that we cover, you know, it pushes up us up to the top of the list, and that gets us more exposure. And you know, that that's really cool stuff. We actually have this month. We have just started, but we've already got Tennessee and Kentucky and Ontario, Canada. Very nice. <laughs> so last month we had, I think, was it? 20 of the 50 states. It was Something real close. Like 15 to 20 states that we were in and four different countries. So that's Thanks to Mr. Mike. Yeah. So you say. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, also, uh, one more thing I want to cover before we get into the meat of the show. If you have a small town, I mean, everybody lives in some sort of small town or, or has knows a small business that would like to be, you know, want us to mention them on air and get maybe some some business their way, throw it out to us. We love doing that. Uh, we're all small business people, so we like helping out people as much as we can. It doesn't cost them anything, and um, we're excited to do that. So, also, you can email us that at newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. All one word. Woohoo! <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Oh, yeah. So, um, Jerry. You always complain that I don't – we had a conversation today about the grapes. Yes, we did. That I don't try new things enough. 
Very, anyone that knows you would not argue with that. Well, that's not true. Very true. In fact, just yesterday I made fish tacos. Really? Yeah. Um, that surprises me. Well, I, the the fish didn't much like them. They just swam away. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me for many reasons, including your love of jokes that are horrible. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it was, but I had trouble coming up with my joke this week. I almost never do. And then it finally come to me. I've got a ton of good jokes that I know about umbrellas. I just very rarely use them. Really? Yep. Umbrella jokes? Yes. Okay. But I never use them. Why? Because they usually just go over people's heads. <laughs> now that is a good joke done well. That Your joke. incessant cackling convinces me even more so. <laughs> that joke would not work on any other night when I'm not drinking wine. <laughs> so not true. You know that that was one of the best you've heard in forever. Oh, I'm crying. That was good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> wow. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> so, rapid fire. Oh. Want to start? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do, do it. it. Do it. Um, all right. Now these are in no particular order, Jerry. And I have several topics to get to, so awesome. I'm stoked. All right. So my first topic, and I guess we'll just do it this way. We need to set a timer. Hang on one second. Um. Gosh, that was a good joke, Jerry. How long did it take you to find that? Did you like type in good jokes? Because that's so much better than what I you usually come do. up with that one on by myself on oh, the spot. You did. Why do that's I? That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Your story's stupid. <laughs> All righty. All right. So I got the timer set just so we can do this the right way. First topic. Yes. Mitt Romney last week. Warn that we are a nation in denial and warns that it would take a Pearl Harbor or a 911 style event to to attack on our soil if we don't become less woke and more aware. What are we in denial of? The fact and this was in context to the January 6th and how the how the majority of Americans um, mainly targeting Trump people uh, think that this isn't a big deal. And he was like... I don't even think the majority of people think that, but I think there's way too many. So in large part, I would agree with that. Well, you figure if you just take Trump's 30%, because he's constantly polling at 30%, those people who are still planning on voting for him if he decides to re re run for re-election... Is a third of America. Is a third, third of, of America. So, and Mitt Romney, who, as much as I don't like him as a politician, I think he's too wishy-washy, he has a very good insight on politics. In fact, when he was running for president, he was mocked because he, of how, uh, he was mocked for how much he thought Russia was a huge threat, even today. And, and what's happened? Russia has became a, a, a big-time player in world politics again. They attacked the Ukraine. Twice since he said that, um, and 
has expanded their economy through help with Germany and, and some of the other countries over there through the natural gas pipelines that they've established. Until so, they attack Ukraine. It's right, certainly right. been the opposite sense. So but yes, I would have to agree with what he's saying. A large you got to remember that at if what most people who are not Trump supporters say, if that is accurate or somewhere close to it, then Trump truly tried to turn democracy on its head. He decided to turn our country from being a democracy into a kingdom. Well, he tried to become king. His statement even went further than that. He was saying that's part of it, but he's saying that we are so divided that we're too focused on fighting each other that we're not going to be ready for the outside threat that's coming. Could be. I don't yeah. know how you measure that, but that really could be. And stop. Two minutes is up. Your turn, Mr. Jerry. I've got one that I know you're going to love. Oh. On June 30th, California became the first state to guarantee free health care for all low-income immigrants living in the country, legally or illegally, and it was specified exactly that way. This is a move that will provide coverage for an additional 764,000 people, according to estimates. Again, according to estimates, it will eventually, once all of those people get on the system and begin reaping benefits, it will cost $2.7 billion per year. You ready? I am ready. All right, I'm going to get the timer because, damn, you got it. <laughs> this kind of goes back to what Romney was saying, right? Right. You look at the division of our country. For somewhere like Kentucky to hear this news is like, what in the hell is going on in California? Okay, well, here's the, here, here's the thing. There is a reason that California in the last year has had the biggest population decline that they've ever had. Since it was a state, who's going to pay for that? In total numbers or percentage? In percentage and total numbers. Sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Total numbers. I don't know that to be fact, but I was just reading that the other day, and I couldn't. Why do you think that they're all leaving? And and the bad thing about them all leaving is that they're, of course, moving to wherever they're moving and then voting for the same type people that do this kind of crap in California. Well, who's going to pay for that? One of the biggest reasons that people left was one of the best things of the <laughs> Double Infinity says you just made her sick to her stomach. I, it will a ton of people. It will most people, to be absolutely honest with you. Most people who are just not absolute balls-to-the-wall liberals are not going to like this. $2.7 billion for one state? Yeah. To cover people who don't legally have a right to even be here? This is the same state, mind you, that has the highest level of homeless people living in tent cities in their major metropolises. You don't think some of that money could help these folks get on their feet with mental health? or, or? When I first read the article and saw that it was going to cost $2.7 billion, the first thing I thought of was, how is this going to affect their economy? I did a little research, and within the last two or three weeks, uh, Newsom, Governor Newsom, signed a budget, and they actually are giving rebates to the majority of the citizens of California with their 2022 budget to help offset inflation. 
Now, I didn't go into the budget. I mean, it was like a 100-page document. I certainly didn't read it all. But I was thinking, I don't know if this is, again, as you mentioned, I think, last week, borrowing money that we don't have. Absolutely. If they have the ability to give back money, maybe they're a little bit better able to afford the $2.7 billion. I don't believe that at all. Because what's going to happen in in six months? They're going to go to the federal government, and they're going to say, hey, we're in trouble over here. Can you help us out? And then the rest of us Americans are going to have to go and bail out California again because they're giving money and Oh, well, to be fair, want to bang my head to be fair what you just said is very untrue. You just said for the rest of us to go bail out California again. Here's a lot of people talk about getting rid of California and how they wish it wasn't a part of our union. They supply an huge portion of the federal budget dollars. Oh, absolutely. Far in excess of the portion of the population GDP standards they're a what, they're the top, top five top, top five, five country, country the if they were their own country yeah I get that but that doesn't mean they have they don't they're not able to print their own money no yeah. they're not but my point was we're not continually going to bail them out like you said they're continually bailing well, out the rest of America oh I don't know we'll, Steve, have to, we'll have to dig into that there's no digging into it <laughs> think about what we said a minute ago they are already contributing far more dollars to the, the federal budget than what their percentage of the population is. And that has been the case for, I think, 30, 40, 50 years. But they don't look good. <laughs> That's <laughs> Can't time. argue with that. We're way over time on that topic, Mr. You're Gary. Next. Oh, geez. All right. Uh, U.S. stealth fighters okay. this week arrived in South Korea. How's that make you feel? Nothing. I. Uh, What's the purpose? How long are they going to be there? Um, Why are we sending our best fighters to a country <laughs> that is just another provocation of war? I, I think it really provocation me. of war. Yeah, there is no way that Kim Jong Un is going to see that as any other way. In fact, when we hold joint naval exercises with South Korea, which we do every year, we do every year. Every year, as soon as that's over, what's he did? He launches missiles. missiles. Absolutely. They may or may not hit the ocean they're intended for. but Right. And it doesn't matter that they're hitting the ocean. It doesn't even matter they're hitting the wrong ocean. You know why? Why? Because Seoul, South Korea is literally like 50 miles from their border. They don't have to be deadly accurate. <laughs> they just have to You're giving me reasons the- of why South Korea would care. You're not giving me reasons why, and I'm not saying that we're so cold-hearted, we wouldn't care about their population, but tell me why that we would care about... First of all, let me back up and digress for a second. You said that our planes went to South Korea. Are they not under the control of South Korea's No, military? no, no. They're our planes. We have bases, military bases in South Korea. So I have no problem with that. I have no problem with our planes being in any of our bases anywhere in the world. Okay. Okay. I, I got you. What's your problem with it? My problem is that's a damn expensive plane to put right there next to a crazy person. Well, I have a damn expensive plane. <laughs> if you're not going to put them next to the threat, you hope to be able to neutralize come worst case situation. I guess you're right. All right. Oh, oh, oh I didn't say that. You didn't hear me. <laughs> you're deaf today. You're old. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it really bothers me because we have an abundance of other planes and equipment that we can send. That Which would ju- be not nearly as effective as these. I don't believe that. Wait a minute. You just said these are the most expensive, best, most efficient expensive. planes we have. I didn't say they were the best. I oh, said, you don't think they are? 
No, the the F-117 stealth are not our best planes. They do have that amazing ability to be stealthy. But we're talking about the North Koreans whose radar works on batteries. We don't have to... It's also very, very close to Russia, correct? These planes could absolutely be sent for missions into Russia. Not that we're broadcasting that. It's closer to China, which we'll talk about. How far are they away later. from Russia? I don't know. I don't have a map in front of me. <laughs> we can pull one up pretty quickly. All right, well, you pull one up really quickly. Excuse me. Also, just so the, the people know while you're doing that, uh, we have like one glass of wine left in this bottle. We have killed it in less than 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, it's a long way. Yeah, that's what I thought. Thank you. 2,790 kilometers. Time's up. Your turn, Mr. Burnett. A few minutes ago, I mentioned that I would revisit the issue of air appreciation for Mr. Mike and his willingness to steal planes to fly to all parts of the world to be able to download air podcast and therefore increase the number of countries that we are being listened to from. Sure. Uh, said that in total absolute fun. Jest, thinking no one would ever in any way consider it to be serious. And then I read an article this week. Oh, jeez. A lady in the state of Ohio faked her identity, used stolen identity to steal a plane. I say stole. She used fake identity to rent a plane. So stolen from the sense that it was not her, that there was no, the person she was claiming to be, wasn't her. The credit card she using wasn't her, so she did in effect steal it. Um, I wasn't able to find out what experience she had flying planes. I do know that she actually wrecked this plane while taking off. (laughs) So after reading this, I thought I should probably add a disclaimer. Mr. Mike never had, never would, never would consider stealing, stealing a plane from anyone, much less for to help (laughs) <laughs> Two crazy guys like you and I with their podcast. But, uh, yeah, apparently that is a thing. Never knew it, but this woman uh, a few weeks ago stole a plane from an Ohio airport, crashed it on takeoff. Wow. Okay, so uh, start the timer here. So not sure we need one for this. <laughs> well, we're going to do it anyway. So as someone who flies planes. Right. Um. You have to have experience to be able to take a plane off. (laughs) So she's not only, and you have to be licensed to do that. So she stole an identity, stole a plane, stole a credit card. How many more felonies does she want? She's violated the FAA. It's insane. From everything that I was able to find out just to take a joyride. Wow. This isn't some crazy felon who's just... trying to escape to Madagascar. <laughs> she just wanted to take a plane for a joyride. Listen, I, I, I understand how easy some people think that just getting in a little uh, 150 or something would be to hop in and take off. That is not how that works at all. My guess is, do you remember the, the Microsoft program from a few years ago? I think it was called <laughs> still... Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, it's still a very good program today woman had probably used that on someone's computer and thought, I know how to do this. Oh, I'm my gosh. That, that's total guess. Yeah. Mental health issues. Thank you, Double Infinity. Absolutely. Because as someone, I've flown four different types of airplanes. 
Right. Every different airplane handles differently, flies differently, lofts differently. Absolutely. Takes off differently. There are so many variables. I can't imagine this woman's mental state thinking, I'm just going to go out and fly a plane. (laughs) What an idiot. Yep. (laughs) That is crazy. Crazy to even think of and crazier to think that she was able to get that accomplished. Totally. Wow. All right. We actually went under on that one. We've been over on every one. We went under on that one. I got a couple more. Oh, man. All right. So this is one that hits really close to home for me, Jerry. I didn't see it in an article. I just wanted to debate with you about the merits of it. Sure. Well done steak. Well done steak. First of all, for our audience, I want to make sure they understand what you're really asking when you say you would like to debate with me. What you're really saying is you would like to know what the definitive true answer, correct answer is. No. Which is why you asked me. That's uh, not why. <laughs> so I'll be more than happy to give you the definitively correct answer, which is somewhere between medium rare and medium is the perfectly cooked steak, depending upon your preference. You're wrong. No uh, primate that I know, no intelligent primate uh, would dare ever order a steak beyond medium well. You're wrong. And you know how I know you're wrong? Please enlighten me. I will tell you right now how I know you're wrong. When they came up and they decided, ooh, steak, that looks good. And they went through all the different ways. some ancient cavemen, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when they went through all of the different, and they started labeling the different donenesses of steak, they only did one that was done. And that's well done. No, no, no. Just done. Done. Done beyond all belief. Done beyond any sense of taste. Done beyond any sense of... um, <laughs> Apparently, I have the wrong answer according to Double Infinity. <laughs> no, Steve, you have the wrong answer according to everyone. That's not the truth. There's you and a couple of other people who are of questionable IQ <laughs> that orders your steak. Well done. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because my father, that was one of his huge weaknesses in life. God bless his soul. Uh, he would only order a steak well done. That makes that is but a yes, reason I your father got took all the genes. No idea why. Because it's delicious and it's completely cooked. The way it's a man who's to never be. eaten a steak cooked correctly. Now take it from me, one who's had them all different, everything from rare. Yeah, but to you, you, you don't have good taste. I, <laughs> but at least I know what they all taste like. You have no clue, guys. I want you to understand. <laughs> Earlier this afternoon, after we finished dinner, Steve acted like he was still hungry. So I got out a bag of grapes, black grapes. He informed me that the only grape he's ever eaten before tonight is green. The only grape he's ever eaten. I asked him why, and he says, because it's the only one he likes. He's never tried the others, but green is the only one he likes. Well, I am a very... I don't know what the word is. Extremely picky. Think <laughs> about the, the worst two-year-old kid you've ever met in your life. Multiply that by 10, and you have Mr. Steve. Here is a man who has a grand t- I used to say that he had a list of 10 food items that he would eat. I was wrong. There, there's nine. There's nine items of 
food that he will consume. That's it. No, it's not true. Not true at all. <laughs> all right. So, well done, stay. Oh, she says to go chew on leather. That's not exactly. nice, Double Infinity. Not Very nice true. at all. <laughs> What's your next one, Mr. Jerry? I don't even know where to classify this one. I'll just read you the article. A group of Texas educators have proposed to the Texas State Board of Education that slavery should be taught as involuntary relocation during second grade social studies instruction. Let me repeat that. Slavery should be taught as involuntary relocation. Now, thankfully, the board members have said that that was not going to be acceptable and that they would need to reconsider the phrasing. But do you remember my topic a couple of weeks ago? Yes, Texas. Double Your brain on drugs. This one probably belonged better there. Well, that and or, I mean, it could fit into a couple of different places. The political correctness. Maybe. Do you think that's what they were doing? I think. Maybe. But how in the hell do you get from slavery to involuntary relocation under the guise of political correctness? I don't. I don't have a clue. I, that's just so stupid to me. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand political correctness. I think it's off the charts. I don't think this and is this is the opposite of political correctness to me. If if you if you start doing this, it, it goes back to what I said about whitewashing history, taking out the parts that we think are bad or icky, and just so we don't have to teach it. Well, we don't have to use that word. That just that was a word that's been used. It's always been used to describe it. Um, it's a blot and a blight on our history, but it needs to be taught. It needs to be expressed. It needs to be, maybe not in second grade. I think political correctness would say that this is not one you could whitewash. You can't change yeah. this into involuntary I think this is a good way of making everybody on the issue mad, regardless of where you stand on Pretty it. Much. <laughs> I would totally agree. Absolutely. My gosh, that's terrible. Terrible. All right. Are you ready for my next one, Jerry? Yes, absolutely. All right. Good. I'm glad. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was just debating which one I wanted to use next because I'm ready to see you. I'm ready to see you defend your man, your hero. I mean, man. Oh, you're your hero, Joe you're, Biden. He's not my hero. Oh, no, you're the president I of his fan club. You are the president of Joe Biden's fan club. Be honest with them. Tell them where that come from. Uh, where yeah. did that come from? Because I saw your application. Where did that come from? I saw the application you had. Where did that come from? So here's my topic. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Dodge that one. <laughs> here's my topic. Are you ready? Go for it. One sentence. Trump 2024. What do you think? Exactly the same as I did in 2020. You and I agreed that the Democrats would have an extremely easy election. Uh, in 2020, you and I agreed that the Democrats would have an extremely easy election um, if it was against Donald Trump. Yep. And didn't turn out quite to be so easy. It was closer than, than I think either one of us had thought. But... Again, they didn't. The Democrats didn't run a quality candidate either. So how's that from president of the, the Biden fan club? They didn't run a quality candidate. Period. 
I think the same thing is going to be true. I think this one is going to be a walk in the park for Republicans as long as they don't run Donald Trump uh, for president. And if they do, I think it's going to be very tightly contested, no matter if it's Biden or someone else. This one should do to the economy. The economy has never, ever in the history of the United States tanked the way that it has in the last two or three years. And the incumbent party win the following presidential election just does not happen. It will. The same will be the case here. Unless we run Donald Trump for president, and then it's going to probably be close. Yeah, well, I don't think that, I think if we run Donald Trump, I don't think he's going to get to president. I think it'll just just completely divide the Republican Party. I think it will end if he does somehow manage to get the nomination, zero chance. Because the Republicans... Even against Biden, you think it'd be zero chance? Yes. I don't think it'd be zero. I think it'd be zero. Exactly so. I don't, I don't, you Biden's been terrible. the economy as bad as Biden has and hope to get reelected or shouldn't. Not only that, Biden, there isn't an issue that Biden has handled, much less handled well or bad. I mean, he's just kind of out there middling around. It, it's, it's to me, it's it's. I, I can't even just just give you the words to see our president as an example. And, and I actually almost put this on the list when they snapshot the picture of his exact what they exactly wanted him to do. You know the picture I'm talking about. You are to sit here, stand here, shake this person's hand. Ask this person a question. What Say goodbye. You, you didn't see that? How did you miss that? One of the people during his, while he was overseas, um, took took a picture and he was re, he had his card turned around backwards. Bad enough. But on the back side of the card, it told him exactly where he was to sit, exactly what he was to do, when he was to do it, to ask a question. To not you sure this wasn't Photoshop? One million percent sure it wasn't. Because Photoshop. I would find it hard to believe that all that would fit on one card. Oh no, no, it was big. It was it's like big enough big. type that he could read. Oh no, I, Google it seriously. I will. Um, it, it's just I just don't think that if we if Republicans nominate Trump, the people who don't vote for Trump, the and I think if he if he is in the running, it'll be a close race. The Trumpites are always going to vote for him. Um, I very much like some of his policies. I think he was a very, he's, he's one of those, I think that we said it one, once upon a time that I would never really want to have a beer and hang out with Donald Trump. Even Obama, I'd like to have a beer with and talk to, not Trump. Um, but I did like his policies. I liked a lot of his policies. But that doesn't mean that I ever want him to be president again. And if he's elected, I will definitely vote against him. Of course, I'm, you know, and then if, if, he's he, if he's the nominated, then I'm definitely voting third party again. I will not, so I cannot support him. I just can't. All right. Well, we are way over on that one. Woo! Shame you know on you. Huh? Because you felt such a huge need to justify your... Again, I tried to get him to tell the truth a minute ago when he was calling me president of the Biden fan club. That came from years of me calling Steve uh, president of the Trump fan club. So that's, I guess he decided to pay me back with calling me president of the Biden fan club. But yeah, yeah you were absolutely. trying to defend your uh, 
I just said I would never Love vote it. for him. Are you crazy? You, you, your birthday's coming up. We're gonna have to get you mentally evaluated. I'm serious. You, you're you're for being bad right at, so much. No, from being too much like our president, our current president. Yeah. You're hanging out with him way too much. Okay, my turn. Yep, your turn. This one is a public service announcement. Oh no! Uh, and believe it or not, this one is a public service announcement for robbers and thieves. That live in the state of California. If you are trying to decide which home to break into, uh, I've got some good news for you. Yes, it's going to be a little more risky, but yes, it's, there's going to be a much higher reward. The California Department of Justice last Wednesday acknowledged that the agency wrongly made public the, pub, the personal information of th- hundreds of thousands of gun owners in up to six different state-operated databases. So... Guys, it's public information now. The information, the, the uh, names, the addresses, the phone numbers, if you want to call them up, I guess, and ask them if they still have those guns, of hundreds of thousands of gun owners. Nothing really, no statement I'm trying to make. Just this is one of those that, to me, belongs in the what the hell category. Well, you can look at this at two different ways. Either if you're a criminal, you can look at that list and see which ones are your easy targets. Not easy or, targets. Yeah. High reward. No, risky because, target. Not no, easy. What I'm saying is, they're if they're on there, you go to the next person. <laughs> Could be. To the to the person not on the list. But if you want something that is really easy to... Move on sales. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you're guns. willing to go in to buy and steal those guns, great. Yeah. Do, you not think, risk? I, do you not think that that was intentional? Who knows? I mean, maybe there's a thought there, right? Maybe, but here's the point: how many databases, how many um, things like this have we heard of that we know weren't intentional? Yeah. So, was it possibly? I certainly can't sit here and tell you that it was not. Uh, so, who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I'm not saying it was the person ahead of the cabinet that did it, but maybe one of his lackeys that's on the the far fringe, kind of like the uh, Supreme Court deal when they leak stuff. One of the uh, yeah, I mean this guy, whoever finds it, that's a violation of their constitutional right. They can't, they can't leak this stuff. Well, actually, it's not a guarantee. It's not a violation of your constitutional right. There's no constitutional amendment that says if you do decide to take advantage of the Second Amendment, that your privacy will be protected. That's, that's not a constitutional right. Yeah, but it's not necessarily that. That's just that's that's really principle law we've got. Yeah, but but not the constitution. Yeah. That gets booed. Boo. Totally agree. <laughs> You're stupid. Yeah. Very stupid. One of those what the hell things. Yeah. 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 All right. So my next one is kind of a weird thing. Okay. And my question to you, Jerry, has Alex Jones finally lost his mind? No. He did that many, 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 many <laughs> years ago. For anyone who thought there was doubt. God help your soul. Listen to this, this quote. Man, many, many, many years ago. The old statement of, you know, it's better to 
have everyone think that you're a fool or an As idiot. As opposed to open your mouth and then when you open between. your mouth and remove all doubt. That was Alex Jones many years ago, but please proceed. This is Alex Jones' latest quote that's got him in the news. Now, normally we don't talk bad about fellow podcasters because, hey, we know how tough it is to break into we this. We'll make an exception for Alex Jones. We'll make an exception for Alex Jones. This is his latest quote, and I kid you not, and we can take it for what it is. Alex, Alex Jones' latest quote, aliens want to make humans into cyborg slaves of Satan. <laughs> Yeah, this is your brain. This is your, your brain, brain on drugs. drugs. Hey, we can agree on this one. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know who Alex Jones is, he's been a podcaster, YouTuber for, what, 20 okay. years? Since podcasting and YouTubing Was came out. And he did have a smidge of credibility there for a few years before he just fell off the deep end. Smidge was the best you could ever give them. Smidge is about the best you could ever give them. But he did have a good following. Had almost a million followers on YouTube and, and podcasts. So a lot of people were buying into it. But my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Your turn, Mr. Jerry. The Washington Examiner. You familiar with them? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have an article from them. Do you really? Yeah. Let's see. What the same one. <laughs> let's see. You would agree that they are a conservative newspaper? Yeah, yeah. By all, by every definition. Even more so than the Wall Street Journey. They are. They're, they are a very Mark conservative newspaper. They ran an article entitled, Trump Proven Unfit for Power Again. Oh, that's not what I had on my list. End quote. Wow. Now, my reason for including this, uh, when I first read this, I thought this is probably an article from the, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s. No, this was from last week, guys. Oh, last boy. week, June 29th, 2022. Um, the name of the article was exactly that. Trump proven unfit for power again. Uh, yeah. When conservative magazines, newspapers are taking the number one ranked Republican contender for the presidency in 2024 and saying that he has proven himself unfit for power again. And what was the reasoning? The January 6th hearing committees. Gotcha. What was her name? The woman who hurt him so bad? Hutchinson. I yeah. Mark yeah. Meadows, chief assistant. Yeah. Some of the things that uh, she has said that the last I've heard, no Secret Service agent has disputed. So it appears pretty damaging against Trump and some of the hysterical fits that he would try to throw when he didn't get his way. The one in particular question was after he gave his speech on January the 6th and encouraged people to go fight like hell, he apparently wanted to join them. It yeah. wasn't just a bunch of rhetoric like everyone assumed. This man with ever fiber in his being, wanted to go to the Capitol, insisted to his Secret Service detail he was going to the Capitol, tried to insist that he was going to the Capitol. When they told him they were refusing to take him because they couldn't guarantee his safety, he told them that he was the MF and president of the <laughs> United States and they would not talk to him that way. This is testimony that she gave for the January 6th. This is why that they were saying that he's proven himself unfit for office. Makes sense. And I don't disagree with that, to be honest. You can't have that kind of temperament and run 
not only run the greatest country in the world, but have your access to the nuclear football. Yep. Okay. And in retrospect to what you just brought up, okay. my next topic is this. Very simple. One line. President, who's next? I have no clue. Number one, I sincerely hope it is neither Trump nor Biden. I do not think either one deserves to be and should be the next president. But if they are, then we deserve what we get. Because we voted for them. Absolutely. We, we get. We deserve what we get in every case because that's what the majority of the people voted for. So yep. absolutely. You know, I, we talk a lot about some of the stupid stuff our politicians do, but we get what we deserve. We yep. are the ones that voted these people in. So what would you, okay, that being said, what if, if you, you, you can do Republican, you can do Republican, I'll do Democrat or vice versa. Your top two, president, vice president, who would you pick right if the election were held today? And I'll do Republican. Sure. Oh, please let me do Democrat. Okay. Do Democrat. Uh, Joe Manchin, number one, and probably Kirsten Cinema from California. Really? Oh, she's just like Manchin. She's the moderate. She's the one would, that's going would, back and forth. I, I agree with Manchin, but I would go with Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, I would. She's right there with them. She, yeah. They're all three. I really I respect her, even as a Democrat. I very much respect Tulsi. If Gabbard. you look into Kirsten Cinema, she's done a lot of the same stuff. Okay, a lot of the same stuff. Democrat or Republican? Um, if I had to pick today, I would definitely. <laughs> they're. they're we the Republicans have a much deeper field, I think, than Democrats. Would we agree on that? Um, as far as prime time ready candidates, I, I no, just I wouldn't agree. With that. You, you don't think Ernie, so? No, I, I'm sitting here wondering who you're going to pick because I don't know who's prime time ready. Well, I would you say Ted Cruz, and the answer is hell no. No, I, as much as I like Ted Cruz, and I think Some that he is ready, ready, and I believe now, and there's even studies that have shown that if he had the beard when he ran the first time, he would have won. Weird, I know. No. But listen, so if I had to pick today, as just as the field is shaping up and starting to show up, Ron DeSantis, uh, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis is president, and probably Rand Paul is as his vice president. Rand Paul will never be elected, not as president. Either one. I uh, say I, I disagree. Well, I shouldn't say either one because I don't think people vote for VP. They don't. They don't. So could he be with but the But he right could president? be because he's going to bring in some of the libertarians, and Not he's really. definitely going to bring in the fiscal conservatives of Maybe. the Republican Party. Maybe. That's why I say that. But what was the boy's name, the Speaker of the House uh, before that resigned? Oh, no. Paul Ryan? Paul Ryan. Not a chance. Loves a guy. Not a chance. What he a would, loser. He would draw no. huge No, I would Ryan. vote again. I would you vote would. for the. I would vote for Democrat before I'd vote for Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan would outdraw Rand Paul easily, but he's, he's much he's more out. of a moderate, and he's been way too far out for too long. Too There's far. no way. I mean, he resigned. He's not even yeah. in politics right now. Right, so. and good because he was he was so young, and he was considered one of the brightest Republican stars. Yeah, well, sometimes stars do. Well, he didn't damn. He just decided to screw it and walked away. Yeah, well, good. No, not good. good. He was very good. He was one of the biggest physical conservatives we had. So I would not say good. That no, I would away. say very good because what? the man was not a leader. The man That's was why. a physical. He led physical conservative in the Republican Party for the last 15 years. Far more of a leader than Rand Paul. No, you're wrong. Every statistic would say I'm right. Well, we're not arguing statistics. I can't even speak because I've had too much wine. Statistics. And we're out of time. So I was right. <laughs> 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 Woo-wee!
my turn. I'm loving this. I like this this platform. <laughs> Minnesota lawmakers last week. Oh, you've done said Minnesota. It's got to be voted bad. to legalize some THC edibles. Now, want to know the crazy part? Sure. Several lawmakers later admitted that they did it accidentally and weren't even aware they they had done so until reporters brought it to their attention. Again, I have no agenda. I'm not trying to say yay or nay. To me, this is just one of those, what the hell? All right. So here, here's my thoughts on it. And honestly, we could go a couple of different ways. First of all, let me say that these purple grapes are really good. I'm no. glad I decided to show you what they I taste like. I also told you they're probably one of the worst, the, the, the least sweet grapes I've had in a long time. No, they're very good. Thank you, Mia Mexico. Okay, so <laughs> more wine? <laughs> no more wine for me. Words are hard. That's bad on a podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> so anyway, um, here's the thing, and here's the problem, and here's why they probably voted for it without even being able to know what was in it. Bills, especially in Washington, these huge bills are released and they're going to be voted on in four hours where they know that there is no possible way that anybody who's voting on the bill has any idea what's on it. You happen to lock on or you promote one or two things that you want everybody to vote on. Very true. And that's how all this pork gets passed, too. They don't have any time to read the bills. Thomas Massey, one of his biggest things that he's since he's been in Washington is to say, okay, we need at least 24 hours before we vote on any of these bills just to give us a shot. At 24 reading. hours is not going to do time. Absolutely not. So what you would have to do three, four, five hundred page long right. of legal speak. So what you have to do in that case is you get you and your staff in a room, you break it up, and your staff goes through, and you have to trust your staff to go through and pull out any parts that are stupid and point them out to you. Well, even you in that case, you probably don't have enough time. to. There's too many bills being considered. So what they have to do is trust each other, and they say, oh, who sponsored this bill? Who authored this bill? Yeah. Okay, well, he's a pretty good guy. I know him. I'll trust him, which is how crap like this gets passed, right. along with- And kudos to them for making edibles legal. What the heck? Something. <laughs> this also goes back to what we were saying last week with Hal Rogers. Many times, some of these little pieces of crap will get attached to big, important bills. Right. And people are voting for the important stuff. And the fact that Hal Rogers is sending a couple of billion back to some roads in eastern Kentucky that doesn't really need to be repaved won't stop them from voting for it. So that, that's well, most likely reason. a library or something being named for the, sure. the person. Sure. Who was the uh, guy, the, the uh, uh, Ku Klux Klan member from West Virginia? Yeah. He has everything in West Virginia named for him. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. All right. We went, look at there. On yours, just a what the, we went a way over on time. How about that? Well, part of it was me trying to gather my thoughts. <laughs> you can thank the wine for that one. Okay. A little less intense one here, Jerry. Okay. Studies have shown what the appropriate, and this is something for me personally, I absolutely, if you know me or know anything about me, you know that I love a good nap. More, Who doesn't? I love a good nap. 
So statistics have shown, they've done research, probably federally funded. What is the best perfect nap? I have read a little bit on this. And if I remember correctly, what they say is much shorter than what I would have thought. I'm thinking they're saying 40 minutes to an hour, something like that. Or I would have thought it would have been at least a couple of hours. Okay. So according to all the research compiled, this one group didn't actually do the research. They just compiled all the research. 90 minutes is the perfect nap. And the reason that 90 minutes is the perfect nap is because that is the allotted time to get you through the entire sleep cycle and allow you to get some REM sleep. Okay. So from now on, from about 3 to 4.30 in the afternoon, I will be unavailable for the very near future. <laughs> I, have to, I have to make sure that my beauty rest is well taken care of because I don't want to end up like, you know, Jerry in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> you mean still alive? Well, I would like to be still alive. In with, fact, i brain functioning so highly, you would hate to end up like that? I would hate to drink too much wine and not be able to be like that. Oh, okay. You I see? got you. But they also said that a five-minute power nap is better than no nap at all. I've heard that too, which I absolutely <laughs> disagree with. No, they say I get five minutes, and I'm pissed that someone woke me up. Well, they say that it actually increases your awareness, I've, increases I've your awakeness, and and brain function and for I'm just still five pissed. minutes. Well, you're mad because you have increased brain function, and I'm still pissed that <laughs> jerk that woke me up. That would be me, just in case you wanted, because I'm calling to make sure you took your medicine. <laughs> All right. We got through that one on good times, Mr. Jerry. I've got a big one. We've got one that if we're yeah. going to stop, like we said, we've got three minutes. So let's. I'm not even bringing that one up. I'll let, do another one. Let this other one that I was going to bring up is universal health care, and I really thought that it probably needed its own. Well, let's do a show on that. We'll do a show on that somewhere down the line. Got a good, a great three-minute one for you. I don't think you've heard this yet. You may have, but I thought you would have mentioned it to me if you hadn't today. Cleveland Browns announced that they had traded. Baker Mayfield. To who? Uh, the Carolina Panthers. You did hear it. I did. Yes, they did. My point is this. In 2018, he was the number one pick of the draft. In 2000. After winning what? Uh, the Heisman Trophy. The Heisman Trophy. To go from being the number one pick in the 2018 draft to being traded for a 2024 or 2025 conditional pick reminds me. Do you remember the, the cigarette Virginia Slims? Yeah. You've come a long way, baby. The wrong way, but he's went a long way. This has way. nothing to do with him or the conditional part of the, part This of the, has all to do with the money to go. With, they didn't want to pay the $19 million. He was on the cap for $19 million this year. You didn't read about the trade then, huh? No, I didn't read. They're still paying $10.4 million of his, of his salary. Wow. They traded him and don't have him. Carolina Panthers. I have never seen a more Cleveland Brown thing to do ever. You draft your franchise quarterback. Who took you to the playoffs for the first time in Long 19 time. years? And you make him mad. Piss him you, off. You trade for a guy who's not going to see the field all year, pay that guy $235 million cash up front. Then trade your and guy. And then trade your guy. And pay $10 million dollars to get rid of him. By the way, he took a $3.5 million cut. He's going to be making 15.3. million. 
North Carolina is only paying four point eight million of that contract. Cleveland Browns are still paying ten point three, ten point four million of that contract. Good for the Carolina Panthers. He's going to be a good quarterback for them. Yeah. Watch and see, and they. I hope. I hope they do well, and I hope Cleveland Brown win four games. Period. Can't argue with a bit of that. I mean, also, so we got one minute left. You want to do one more? Do it. All right. Do we have E.T.? Have we figured out E.T. is on Proximity Centauri? Did you read that story? I had not. Okay. So only 4.2 light years away is Proximity Proxima Centauri. It has two planets on the whole solar system. Okay. One of those is in their Goldilocks or habitable zone. Okay. It's 17% bigger than Earth. We literally, in December 2020, got a mysterious energy beam from that area of space that came in at 980 megahertz, which is not a natural number. They've never recorded that number anywhere in nature ever. What do you think? By the way, one light year, just in case you were wondering how close that really is, uh, one light year equals six trillion miles. Something to say when you're talking about four point something light years. So we're twenty four trillion miles it away. Sounds like it's very close. It's not. We are not in the vicinity. We are probably not within two, three hundred years of being able to come up with a spaceship that could travel at the speed of light, which is right. what light years is. Right. So, what do you think about this thing? I know you've had no research whatsoever. That's a non-natural signal coming from that particular area that we know, due to Hubble, has a, habit, a planet in a habitable be zone. The beginning, Isn't that cool? I think this would be the beginning of a great uh, conspiracy theory <laughs> because that's what that, that's where they come from. They take a little bit of proof, a little bit of facts, and twist it and turn it into something and say, well, this is what that means. Who the hell knows what it means? Right. That's what I think. Guys, it has been an amazing show. Yes, it is. Um, I really like this format. I absolutely can't wait till the 1st of August. I really like this wine. I really like the wine. Oliver Sweet Red. Uh, we're probably going to do another bottle of wine next week because it'll be our 10th episode. We're stoked for and that. Why not? And why the hell not, right? Um, and I've already got topics for next. So do I. Universal so for, <laughs> for the next rapid fire. Two or three Guys, we just really can't uh, express to you how much it means that you've listened to us. Like us, share us, uh, send us an email. We'd like love to hear from you. Join us live. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.